Welcome everybody. It is time for another installment of the Get Off My Lawn podcast, the best show that no one is watching. So every week I say this, that's because of you. You're not sharing this enough. We would sure love it if you loved it enough to share it and get it out in front of the world. Help us um, help us make it uh, make it go big. So it only works if people start to watch and tune in. So we've got a few of them out there already. And uh, whoops, I know I've got a few comments coming in already. Real quick, before I lose track of what I'm doing, let me refresh this on the old Twitter feed so that we can pin that to the top. There, now anybody that finds us on Twitter can uh, can see this at the top of the profile page as well tonight's episode live and it'll stay there until the next one now all right so if you are out there on the book of the faces or the tube of the you then we would love to have you uh in the live chat drop those comments in there um let us know you're out there especially on the youtube side we can't see you unless you're dropping comments and on the facebook side uh we never have enough comments on facebook not like in youtube so I'd love to have Facebook pick up and be uh, be as active in the chat side as, as what YouTube is. That would be cool. Um, over on Twitter, it, I can't put them up on screen, but if you're watching on Twitter, go ahead and uh, and get those comments and I will read them at least because now I have a window opened up where I should be able to see if I get notified that there's some messages on the on the Twitter feed there. So That'll be kind of cool. Um, hit the share button, like I said before. Hit the like button if you haven't uh, liked the page or subscribed on YouTube. And uh, leave those comments and, and hit the thumb bu- thumbs up button as well. Also, again, the, the disclaimer that we will try to remember every week moving forward. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast belong to the individual expressing them and do not reflect the views of any of our sponsors We are not offering any legal or medical advice. We're not doctors. We're not lawyers. Nobody in the panel tonight is a sworn law enforcement officer. Uh, We're just dudes. Um, Just a dude dressed up like a dude disguised as another dude. Not really. Uh, Just me. So, uh, but those are some of the best best conversations, I think, because uh, we're not a, a whole bunch of quote unquote experts, but we know what we know. We know what we think. And uh, we're not afraid to say what's on our minds. And so that's, uh, I think it's, I think it's cool. And I think people like that. Also, before I forget to mention it, we are a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. So get over there to sdrn.us and make sure you are checking out all the cool Freedom and Second Amendment related podcasts over there on Self-Defense Radio Network. All kinds of cool stuff. They're adding new ones all the time. And uh, if I try to list them, then I'm just going to uh, forget over half of them. So just go check them out. When you're not listening or watching to us, then uh, you can listen to or and or watch a lot of great stuff over there. SDRN.US, Self-Defense Radio Network. All right. Um, real quick here. We don't have a large panel tonight. So uh, that sometimes makes it more fun, though. A little more intimate, maybe. Um, I want to have this conversation and uh, I may end up getting a little steamed. So it may be good that I've got a couple of fellows to hold me back, uh, proverbially at least. But um, before we do that, let's just say hello to uh, we've got our fully semi-official co-host, 
up there on the top of the screen next to me. We've got Defense Dad. What's up? Not much, man. Just got home from work. Basically got logged on. That's about it. Well, glad that uh, the day is is over now. I I got home in time to get everything set up and send out invites and eat and then come in here. So I'm not that far ahead of you. Gotcha. Also uh, coming to us, also from the, the capital city of Lincoln, both of these guys are in Lincoln right now. Uh, the yep. other of Lincoln's two most eligible bachelors, and they're both on screen tonight. Ladies, if you're single and you're in the Lincoln area or you're not opposed to going to the Lincoln area, uh, we've got some good-looking fellas that uh, are available. Just saying. We're not going to pimp these dudes out. Okay, any interest, uh, you need to not put them in the comments here because this is not the dating game. Uh, however, you are welcome to... Um, to you know what you can reach out to these fellas here we're not trading phone numbers we're not putting any of that out in the public um but if i'll there's put my number out there <laughs> <laughs> ain't you proud of bag? Oh, my, my only fans is oh wait a minute sorry wrong travis, i'll put a ring on it oh man i'm doing good just being a little ornery tonight we had an episode of caliber corner this evening on my youtube channel it went over really well Got another episode on Saturday at 8 a.m. We're going to do a total debriefing of Thunder in the Prairie 2020, 2022, what happened, what went down, and uh, what might be happening next year. So that's that's all i got to say about that. But no, man, appreciate being here. I think it's going to be a good discussion. And don't worry, if you get out of control, we'll pull you back, man. All right, we'll really back, back, so. back. All right, yep, real yep. quick. Um, you know what? Before we get into it, let's just do that. I just want the elevator pitch, though. Just uh, 90 seconds. How did Thunder on the Prairie go? What happened? And what did people miss? The crock pot broke. But we didn't run out of ammo. Everybody had a good time. It was a time to collaborate, fire a lot of guns, fire some guns you probably never fired before, enjoy your freedom, run through some drills. It was just, it was very, very cool. It was a good time to get together for a lot of people. It was Gary's first time coming to Nebraska and he lives just down in Kansas. You know, I mean, it was, it was a lot of fun. Had a chance to meet these people that we get to talk to all the time on podcasts, but never get to meet in real life. So it was was very rewarding. It was a great experience, man. It was uh, I got a couple of videos coming out from it. I think Shane had a chance to do some filming. Um, I'm not going to talk about the uh, the result of the shooting contest that I had against uh, Defense Daughter. But oh, uh, I was just going to bring it up. Does she you might just have now? to watch that video and see if I uh, if, if if I let her win or not. So that's just you guys it. were shooting for pink slips, right? So oh no, we had discussed that ahead of time. Uh, a lot of legalities. Thank God she was not old enough to receive a firearm. But no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it would have been pretty bad. So. Awesome. I live, I live my life a 17 round magazine at a time. So yep, yep. <laughs> nice. it's like fast and furious. Yep. Nice. All right, dude. I almost had you. <laughs> you never had you me. Had, never had your car. <laughs> I will say this. She really, really, really liked your gun. The shadow too. Yes. Nice. It's in the case right next to me. So uh, I'll tell you what, make a great deal on it. <laughs> no, I got some sitting right here i'm good let's just say it costs as much as a graduate class in college so yeah wow. yeah, they, yeah they're very very proud of those but that's because they're high quality stuff so it's, it's yeah fun. we'd love to be like a champ to, i'd love for travis to be able to pull that uh, out of its case and show it off kids but we can't show it to you because youtube has terrible mm-hmm. terrible rules i get where they're coming from they don't want they don't want any firearms shown on live videos um because we don't yeah, I get it. The people have live streamed them committing crimes and whatnot, and 
and we can't have that. But at the same time, it is silly that you can't just pull one up and and uh, show it off to somebody too. So yeah. maybe you can show holsters week, though. Holsters, maybe holsters someday. Okay. No gun maybe in there. Someday. Um, maybe next week we'll just have you uh, uh, strategically place it in the background near that Nebraska shooter's hat in the back there. Yeah, we Whoa. might just have to have it sitting up on the on the rack, so you never know. Yep. yep. Cool. All right. Uh, real quick before we uh, jump in here, we are able to go live tonight on Facebook, YouTube, and over on the Twitterverse as well because of our sponsors tonight. I'm sponsoring myself, Sandhills Defense uh, is our sponsor tonight. Uh, we uh, we believe that you should be your own first responder our passion is advocating for the second amendment and preserving our right to keep and bear arms uh, i feel compelled to bring as many sh new shooters into the fold as i can and equip them with the knowledge skills and confidence needed to feel empowered to be their own first responder so we're all about that as we uh, as we all know and we've again recently seen when seconds count the police are minutes away sometimes they're right outside and they they are uh, under orders not to not to come help anyway so that's one of the things i want to get into and talk about tonight actually uh, is uh castle rock versus gonzalez and and how that kind of all plays out there um oh i'm seeing some comments i do need to mention here um kevin sona's out there he couldn't make it tonight he was gonna he was gonna be on our panel a week ago when we did this and then uh, life happened, and and uh, we didn't have the show last week, so uh, we just pushed the same topic back to this week. Uh, Kevin's out there in the live chat on Facebook. He wants to start the bidding on the single guys, and uh, he's looking for a dollar. So far, uh, I see no more comments out there, no takers yet. So we'll see what happens here. <laughs> all right, so all right, do we have anything else that I need to see in the? comments who's out there so far on facebook it looks like just kevin on youtube g webs is out there my beautiful bride sandhill sweetheart out there and in the producer's chair uh defense dad out there and in here gizzard gary's out there uh who am i missing jeff moeller's out there on youtube travis out there and in here g23 kingpin hey g23 oh dj's in the house i saw the i didn't watch it yet because uh it came through when I was at work, and, and I just now remembered it. Uh, G23 just dropped a cool video. It looks cool anyway. Of the Devil's... Um, what is it? The Devil's Cauldron? The Devil's Tea Kettle. I don't remember what it is. Tell, straighten me out in the comments, G23. It's out in Oregon. Um, but uh, it's, a, it's a cool natural cave that uh, you can go in when the tide is low. When the tide, when the tide comes in, it's all full of water, and it's dangerous to be in there um in the rocks and stuff but uh my co-worker was just there inside the thing uh, a few weeks ago the devil's punch bowl see i was way off uh, so so there we go uh the devil's punch bowl out there in oregon so yeah it was very really cool my co-worker was showing me pictures of it and then uh, i happened to see a notification and, and there's uh g23 out there in the old devil's punch bowl so small small world so go check that out after this show's over then you can go see G23's video. Um, all right. So, again, this Uvalde thing, we, we I've mentioned it a few times in the last couple of weeks. And, and we try to keep this uh, the topics on this show to where they're, they're not specific to one, one event because that really dates them. And, and it may not be relevant 
down the road and, and we want these to stay kind of uh what's the right term evergreen i think is the term that people use for these kind of videos um and so uh i don't want to necessarily talk about just that instance but i want to talk about the concept and if you if you follow the uh, the youtube or the facebook then you saw here um about a week ago when i was when i well was that when we were driving down to it was when we were driving down to to see you guys after thunder on the prairie i did a quick live video just because i was i was listening to some shows and uh, i think it was it was actually the weekly bullet or it's just the bullet now but paul lathrop with the uh, polite society podcast and second amendment foundation you see paul on here a lot if you're a regular um his weekly wrap-up show is is on saturdays and uh i was listening to that driving down the road and i i just got to thinking about um a couple different concepts and i i think that really um i'm gonna start this off did did you ever your mom or anybody when you were a kid did you ever hear you know uh, you guys just aren't going to be satisfied until somebody's laying in their own blood or, or somebody's going to the hospital or, you know, you come in with, with your arm and it's bending in a different angle than what it's supposed to bend. And, you know, mom's all, well, I hope you're satisfied. You know, I mean, we all heard something like that from somebody growing up a time or two, especially those of us that grew up as boys. Um, but usually uh, it's, I wonder you're ever going to listen to me. <laughs> when i'm 30 yeah that's pretty right. much it so yeah i was right. the most exactly. perfectly well-behaved child ever born oh i bet <laughs> me too <sighs> me too yep we, we have that in common no but honestly um we've been hearing for how many years now that we need to defund the police because you know the acab all cops are the <clears throat> word that means your parents weren't married to each other um you know we we hear this kind of crap all the time we hear that we need to get rid of police. They, they don't do any good. All they do is um, kill people who are innocent and, and just mess with people who haven't done anything wrong. You know, we, we hear these sentiments all the time from uh, some of the more loud-spoken, left-leaning people. Um, and, of course, we all hear how terrible it is for anybody to own firearms, even before these recent uh, incidents, you know, the scary black rifle that, that is a, a death dealing machine. And, and uh, you know, they're able to, to uh, do just kill a bunch of people in, in less than a second or whatever the latest thing is. And, and, you know, now our high caliber uh, high caliber rounds, like the nine millimeter that'll blow a lung queen out of your body. Um, you know, all kinds of fun stuff happening lately. Right. But two sentiments have kind of overlapped here. Number one, defund the police. Number two, uh, we need to ban all these guns. We need to ban all these, uh, so-called assault weapons, semi-automatic firearms, nine millimeters, you know, all the stuff that, that, uh, sloppy Joe wants to get rid of here. So when we do see something where, um, we have somebody who takes a firearm, misuses it, commits crime with it is a murderer. The cops show up, they don't do anything. They uh, they apparently had already been trained on what to do in this situation, but they didn't follow their training. Um, the, the parents showed up, the police wouldn't let them in. Finally, a parent did show up who had armed himself. 
but I'm just thinking, you know, why aren't more people happy that, uh, that this this is what we get when we don't have well-trained police? This is what we get when we have disarmed people. That's what everybody wanted. Why aren't we happy about it? Why are we so upset that this kind of tragedy happens when it's the inevitable natural result of the things that people have been screaming for? They got what they wanted. And they're still not happy. But why is nobody talking about this? Nobody on, on any of the mainstream media that I've heard has brought up the fact that, you know, people should be happy that the, the police didn't do anything because they they wanted the police gone anyway. So, uh, you know, I don't know why the, the cops even came. They should have sent a social worker. But I'm being a little bit facetious here. But I'm also being serious because I'm pissed. This is what you get, America. This is what happens when you don't want the cops doing their jobs. When you don't want civilians protecting themselves and each other. This is the kind of crap that happens. You wanted it this way. Now you want to piss and moan because... It's not the utopian society where everybody sits around singing Kumbaya and I'm an Oscar Mayer wiener. Well, what did you think was going to happen? This is where our founding fathers need to take us all by the ear, sit us down and say, I hope you're satisfied. This is the kind of crap that goes on. So if you're not fired up, and now you're thinking about this and you are getting fired up and you're getting as pissed off as I am about it. Good. You need to be. So what do we need to do here? I mean, first of all, let's just kind of deconstruct this a little bit. Um, am I, am I completely off base here? What do you guys think? Um, don't tell me what you think I want to hear of it. I'm just curious. I mean, is this not what these people were asking for? They got the very thing they wanted. You know, we kept hearing for calls for a reduced police presence all across the country, everywhere, or replace a cop with a with a, a mental health worker for calls instead of having two police officers go have one and one, you know, and people don't seem to understand that when you remove a law enforcement presence from anywhere, then bad people will do bad things. I, I don't understand why that's so hard for people to understand, you know, mm -hmm. um, if we didn't have any armed guards in any banks anywhere, I think you would have a massive you know, increase in bank robberies. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you you want to pull back on security budgets for schools and you're not going to have a person at every door watching that door. You're not going to have cameras. You're not going to. And, and I know G23 says, well, the school, the school screwed up first. That doesn't matter because when there was a, a police presence there, there wasn't a police presence there. Right. So, I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter who who's to blame. It's just when the bad situation occurred and you had the gunman in the classroom, the the police now that's now that's what you said was the first time I had heard that they actually had been trained for a barricade situation. See, I remember them saying that they couldn't go in because they didn't have a plan. Yeah, well, I've, they had I've training. Had people tell me that that department had recently undergone that that very thing. Now I have not confirmed that myself. So if anybody knows for sure uh, out there in the comments, maybe you could help us set the record straight. But that's what I've been told is is they they did know what they were doing because originally I was willing to blame complete negligence right they they just they didn't know they they were underfunded and undertrained and and had never dealt with such a thing before and didn't know what they were doing 
I mean, Uvalde is not a big town as far as towns go, especially in Texas. And so small town police department, small budget. And again, sleepy little town, you know, we always think it'll never happen here, but Sutherland Springs is tiny. You know, White Settlement is a is a smaller community um, outside of, uh, um, is that Fort Worth or San Antonio? I forget now. Uh, I mean, these these things that happen, they they happen in small little sleepy communities. If you don't think it can happen where you live, you're wrong. This kind of crap happens in communities just like yours every day somewhere. So, so yeah, I'd love to have somebody set me straight out there in the comments on whether or not Uvalde PD had actually had that training. But whether they did or not, it's, it's irrelevant. Um, in G23, I, I saw what you said too, but you know, the, the school was in lockdown. The doors were locked. They had a single point of entry. The way I understand it is um, the door that he gained entry, it didn't lock properly. And, you know, we, we've heard, well, somebody propped it open. Then we've heard, well, no, they didn't. And I've heard, well, they came back in, but it didn't latch right. You know, okay, so we could pick this to death. Um, but my my question is, not having seen this door, Travis, the the doors that lead to the outside in your school, and we won't say what school, mm-hmm. and I, I sure don't want to give anybody ideas here, but uh, are they solid steel doors? There, there's some of them. Not, not all, not all the entrances. Most of your high schools in general have glass doors. Glass doors. Two sets of glass doors typically. Most mm-hmm. modern high schools do. Yeah, some of the fire doors that you might go out um, may have just a small like wire-lined steel door right. glass that you're not going to be able to get through easily um, right. and reach through and unlock yeah, but, or anything like typical, that. So. Typical yeah. points of entry are, are glass doors in a school, in most public buildings. Yeah, you know, um, it's it's just normal. So, um, yeah, anybody. I mean, you can lock that door, but anybody that wants through, if they have a firearm, they're getting through. Or if they have a cinder block, you know, or, or something. I mean, unless there's a security force at that door, right? They, exactly. But then exactly. again, will that security force do what they're supposed to do when 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 duty calls? You know, so, you know, so you can I would have, think so. And you I don't can, know about everybody, everybody's school, like my daughter's school, there is, there's the inner door, outer door. There's usually one outer door open, but you have to be buzzed in by the office to get to mm-hmm. the second one. Yeah. And that's the way it needs to be. And that's how the schools are here in, in our town. Um, I've gone when I was, there's a, a program in Nebraska called teammates, which is kind of a, a youth mentoring program. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was involved with that for a while. Um, and I've been to, been to some of the schools um in a work capacity here uh you know over the years and and most of our schools in our town yeah you walk in the the entry door and then before you can get in the second set of doors somebody has to buzz you through uh depending on the school you either get in the first door and then you go up to a window to the uh the office or um they buzz you through the second set of doors and then you go immediately walk over to the office but uh, yeah, there, there's definitely a control of who gets in and, and you have to be let in. Um, some of the, the schools even have a button you have to push before the door will let you out. Um, just because they, you know, in case a student goes out, they want, they want that to flag in the office that somebody's going out, you know. So 
Um, but uh, it, it, you can get out. You just have to push the button first so that it uh, it does unlock. But but I mean, yeah, it, it's not that hard to harden some of these schools. But again, let's go back to where um, it, we're not worried about whose fault Uvalde was. Um, I'm more worried about whose fault overall this is, and and ultimately, it's nobody's fault. In it's not it's no one person's fault. I mean, um, if we want to blame one person, then let's blame the person who misuses the firearm and and murders people with it. Ultimately, all the responsibility rests on them. You know, we should be able to teach our kids in an open air. Uh, city park with no walls and they should be just as safe as if they're locked into a building with one point of entry and armed security but they're not that's reality right so ultimately the person that does the bad thing needs to be blamed and we could have a whole nother night's discussion about personal responsibility and how that's frowned upon these days but um, we're not here to pick that single incident apart. Um, I did hear earlier today, this is, uh, this is June 9th, 2022 earlier today, there was another incident where somebody was trying to get into a school. They didn't make it in at that time, the school resource officer, along with some backup from, from his department, his or her, I'm not sure, um, did stop that threat. And, and ultimately the bad actor, uh, lost his life. Um, but that's, again, you play stupid games, you, you win stupid prizes. Don't try to break into a school with firearms and expect to live through the process. Um, so, and we won't get into that specific incident either, but ultimately if we want to blame somebody, yes, blame the individuals. Let's also hang a little responsibility around the necks of the people who make it easy for them. Because we, we all know there are simple things that can be done, um, uh, the the number one thing that could be done to keep these kids safer, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, uh, is to get rid of gun-free zones. Let people who are legal to carry concealed in the grocery store or, or in the town square, they should be just as, as legal to carry concealed in a school because they're no more dangerous there than they are um, walking down the street. If you look at where the majority of our mass shootings have happened, they've been soft target zones, I guess you could say, movie theaters, malls, uh, schools, places where the individual in a certain area and in, in, in the presence of other individuals is not going to be armed. Or if it is, it's going to be one or two police officers sure. on an enormous campus. You know, I mean, that's you look at where the majority of mass. Now, when I say mass shootings, I know what the police definition is two or more so i mean it could be a gang shooting on the street it's considered a mass well, killing fbi the, definitions two or three is that what it is the definition changes depending on who's doing the research and what story they're writing okay or what story they're telling uh ultimately it used to be four or more i believe um okay then it got um it got well what was the deal there, I don't remember who. Somebody published a, 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 a an article, a paper, here several years ago now, and it, it made big news in the two A community, uh, saying that you know how many um, 
how many mass shootings there had been and, and how, you know, the United States was several hundreds more than all the other countries on the globe put together. And they started going through and um, putting together the, the numbers. And then John Lott and the Crime uh, Prevention Research Center went through and, and just completely obliterated that report mm-hmm. and uh, looked at all the numbers themselves. Couldn't, couldn't come up with how, how the other guy got any of his numbers, couldn't get him to comment or respond. But laws were made based on his paper, not Dr. Lott, but the first guy. Laws were made citing that paper, and then Lott picked it apart and completely just just um, blew all of its credibility. And, of course, the laws haven't changed since then. But, um, yeah, that was – I don't remember now if, if the standard for the FBI was three or more and then they changed it to four or more in the other countries or the other way around. Um, but, you know, it's just like they skew the numbers for school shootings. You know, they say, well, we've had, you know, 300 school shootings this year. Well, if you count all the gang activity that happened on school property, then, yeah, that sometimes happens there. The the last report that I read when they were talking about how many school shootings there had been even counted a guy that uh, went to a, a schoolhouse that was closed. It was no longer in use, still school property and uh, was sitting in his car in in that school's parking lot of that school that was that was closed down. Uh, and uh, committed suicide with a firearm. And they counted that as a school shooting because it happened on school property. So the numbers are always skewed. You, I, And I don't care which side you are reading the, the findings from, always check them, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we know that. Always double check the numbers. But sometimes it's really hard. I've tried. It's all but impossible to do a, a Google search. Even DuckDuckGo... Um, which is better at not skewing results, but uh, sometimes even then, I can't find the statistics I'm looking for, and I and I don't know where else to go um, other than an online search. But you know, trying to compare how many um, how many kids are are uh, how many homicides of Americans 17 and under, you know, in a year, and then how many of those were from firearm, and then how many accidental drownings of the same age group every year. You know, I was trying to look that up the other day. Couldn't find all the info that I wanted. I still can't compare any of those numbers because I don't have that data. But, uh, um, you know, it's it's just every time somebody wants to, to say, well, we've got more shootings than anywhere else. Okay, yeah, that'll concede. I'll give you that one. We've got way more shootings than any other country in the world. You know why? No other country in the world has this many guns. We're all, but we're also not the highest murder rate per capita. Have you ever seen that top 10 list? No, no, we're nowhere near it. Oh, no, no. We're not even in the top. No, we're not in the top 10 at all. I'm probably the top. I don't know where we are right now, but it's not. Yeah, you got El Salvador's number one, Honduras is number two, Venezuela is number three, U.S. Virgin Islands are number four, Jamaica is number five. Places where the average person can own a firearm and you've got extreme poverty and crime. Yeah, but. The other thing games they, are ruled, you know. that they want to do to skew the numbers is they, they want to focus in on only violent crimes committed with a firearm and call them gun violence, which is another made-up term. Gun violence is, is no more deadly than uh, hand and foot violence or blunt object violence, right? But we don't talk about knife violence in the news. So you can 
you can put laws into place and then track whether or not gun violence goes down and try and bend those numbers to fit your narrative. But you got to look at overall violent crime. And it wasn't just a couple of years ago that London um, eclipsed New York City for violent crime. And that's a place where it's almost impossible to own a gun, especially a handgun. You know, in, in England, you can have maybe your your uh, uh, your bird gun, you know, your double shotgun, um, the occasional rifle. But owning a handgun for a civilian is very, very difficult in the UK, from what I understand. And yet London has more violent crime than New York City. To the point where the uh, the mayor is actually designated some areas downtown London that you couldn't drive anymore because too many people were committing crime and violent crime with vehicles and they ban knives because you take the guns away and it's weird how people still are violent. People still commit crimes, but nobody wants to talk about that when it, when it comes trying to, to take away the guns. So, so I've been trying to think how I want to weigh in on this. I'm, and I, I'm going to be very careful how I word this because First off, the the issue that what happened in Uvalde, that was terrible. Those I don't want to take I don't want to take away from it. those kids. Don't get it to live to see their dreams come to fruition. That sort of thing. I hate it, hate it, hate it when people use that kind of stuff for political gain or they try to politicize it. So right. that tragedy happened because of one evil person, right? As the question as far as the police officers, like I don't know if you can really. Without being in the situation, like even if they had training, like they they were put in the situation, like I don't know, I'm not going to comment on that because it really because they you don't know if they had a good shot to take them out. You're they're put in a position where they, yeah they've had training, but they haven't been in a live situation where there's kids being between them and the person. So I'm not going to speak to that situation, but what right. you touched on is how to protect kids, and that's where I definitely agree. Is it shouldn't be a gun free zone. The people who are trained, willing, and able to carry that gun and be able to take it the, the responsibility on to step in and protect those kids. It should be that way. Um, just like so for nothing to do with school like this, every year we have at work, without saying where I work, but we have a, an engagement survey we have to take out. And one of the questions was, do you feel that we provide you a safe place to work? Me being honest, answered no. Because my particular store is sandwiched in between the public school offices, a large grocery store who is a gun-free zone, and right across the street from a mall, which is a gun-free zone. And you see in the front of my store, it's 40 or 50 feet of just glass. Mm-hmm. So those 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 are supposed to be semi-confidential, but I was like, no, I don't. So I don't like these gun-free zones because that's that is where these things happen. Whether it's a school, whether it's a mall, whether it's a, a nightclub, you you name it. So if you give people the power to protect themselves, I think you'll cut down on these issues. But I, yeah, I hate it when I, I it's it's a tragedy when anything like this happens. But I really can't stand it when people use it further to push All their right. political agendas. Well, in in the the next you know the the logical rebuttal to that is um you know you're gonna have gunfights then you're gonna have shootouts right we're, we're gonna have lead flying 
We've already got that. We just established that we've got people willing to misuse their firearms and either indiscriminately or maybe maybe not so much, but they're willing to uh, murder people who, for all intents and purposes, are innocent bystanders here. Uh, we've already got bullets flying. So the fact that there are no bullets flying back at them is what emboldens these people to, to go into these places and do this. Uh, when's the last time you heard somebody walk into the police station and shoot it up when it was not an attempted suicide by cop? When's the last time we heard of a, a public mass shooting at a gun show or in a gun store? When's the last time the federal reserve was robbed? <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, where people know there's a chance they're going to get shot at, or, you know, that, that there will be people there to shoot back. Uh, people, you know, the, the, even the idiot criminals are smart enough to know better. Um, they're predators. They always seek out the, the easy meal first. Right. So, uh, squib is here. Squib's in the house. Um, although he looks kind of like Bohannon tonight instead of Josie Wales, but I still spotted him and recognized him. So, uh, what say you, sir? I mean, can you present a brief question and I'll try to give you an answer oh um sure let's see um i don't know we've just kind of been talking about a whole bunch of stuff have you heard most of I mean, it or, or any no, other? no not really i mean if i go off the context of the past i don't know two minutes or so i could probably why don't i just say something based off that and if i'm totally off well, just here, to, let, let, let me just let me just preface this real quick. Basically, I, I started off the show ranting because people have been saying for a couple of years now, we need to defund police. People have been saying for years and years and years, we need to take away the guns, especially the, the scary automatic ones. Well, we had a couple overlap here where the cops showed up and didn't do anything. Um, we had people show up who didn't have guns, you know, parents that weren't armed that, that couldn't, uh, override the cops and go in there and get their kids out. And yet now the people, the very people who are uh, screaming to defund police and screaming to disarm the citizens are still uh, crying and wailing and gnashing at the teeth because, uh, because these innocent children got murdered. And I don't want to make light of the innocent children getting murdered. It's terrible. And I don't ever want to see that happen again, but they kind of got what they asked for and now they're they're mad because this happened so that's kind of where we're where we're at tonight hmm okay uh well all right the defund the police thing is more talk than action okay. uh the defund the police okay there's two government agencies that when they talk about cutting their budget, and these are the two that come to mind first. I'm not saying they're the only ones, but they're the two that come to mind. When they talk about cutting their budgets, they're not talking about cutting their their equipment, the place they work at, uh, their training. They're, they're talking about cutting their paychecks. They're talking about cutting their benefits. They're talking about cutting their pensions. And that's police and teachers. And both have strong unions. So when they talk defunding police, they're not talking about getting rid of squad cars and closing down police substations. They're talking about taking away their pensions. Uh, 
oh, and things like that. These guys will freak the F out over, and I, rightly so. This is how they make a living, right? One of the main reasons I wanted to be a cop or I wanted to be a teacher was to get that pension. Honestly, it wasn't for the love of the job. It wasn't. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I wanted to do 20 years in the military and get that pension. Nowadays, pensions just don't exist. And I know a lot of people here that are older that have pensions from the auto industry. They don't give out pensions anymore. These people are living a luxurious retirement. I'm never going to get that. So I understand why people freak out when they say defund this or cut this budget or whatever, because the first thing they cut is pay and benefits and retirement. They don't cut other stuff that you you would think would cut. They would cut when, when it comes to something like this. But sure. Defunding the police didn't create these situations. What created these situations was the kind of people that they hired to do the job, the kind of people that got promoted in the department as opposed to the people that got passed over. Now, just just um, set the record straight. There very much were people who literally meant get rid of police. And there there were mayors of, of very, very liberal towns that were calling to uh, get rid of the police departments and replace them with social workers or what have you. Not widespread across the country, but there were people who literally meant defund the police, meaning take the budget away and, and use that money for something else besides cops. Well, and some oh. did to some extent, some did get rid of some mm -hmm. police officers just to appease the public. Yeah. Wasn't okay. Houston one of the towns that laid off a whole bunch of police? So in the places where they were talking about shutting down the police department altogether or where they took maybe massive cuts to the number of heads, all right, those are the liberal cities that mm -hmm. are going to do this crap no matter what. These are the places mm -hmm. that create their own problems and then complain about it. They say, oh, we've got a problem. Here's our solution, which makes the uh, two problems now. Then they complain about that. And they're, they're yep. the person that gets the invasive species to go after the invasive species. And that just creates a bigger issue and so on and so forth. Yes. Okay. I'm not talking about those places. I'm talking about other places, smaller places where you had people protesting and stuff saying defund the police. The way I looked at it was them cutting cutting the budget and the first thing that goes in the budget are, are, you know, payroll right. and benefits. And stuff. Regardless, when they're trying to fill vacancies in the police department and nobody's applying for the job, they're going to take whoever they can get. But in other mm -hmm. cases, these people make it through the Academy and they, they make it through all the, the, you know, everything it takes in order to, to pass all the qualifications. And in some cases, you have people wearing a uniform with a badge who have authority who are no better than the very same criminals that they are going after. They're literally criminals with a badge. I'm not saying all cops are like that, but there are people in law enforcement who do illegal things and get away with it because they're in law enforcement. They use a job to cover that. Sure. There are people in law enforcement that had the exact same mentality of the people they're going after. And you might say, well, that's a good thing. At least they know what to do in order to catch them or whatever. But the thing is, that's what makes these air quotes bad cops. Right. And, and I can and understand if you get called to a, a, an active threat situation and you're thinking about going in that building with your handgun. I mean, they, they probably have a patrol rifle and a shotgun, too, in their cruiser. If not, uh, I don't know why not, because they've got budget. Uh, they, you know, they, they aren't totally defunded. But, right. uh, 
they're going in there. Maybe they're the first one on the scene. Maybe they're alone. Maybe this, maybe that. And they're thinking about their kid back home. They're thinking about their five-year-old daughter that they might not come home to. And, and now suddenly they're cowering outside the school going, I'm not going in there because I, I you hear this from cops a lot in, in some of these interviews after, after situations, not just, not just events at schools, but other stuff. Um, I want to go home. I wanted to go home that night. All right, dude, here's the deal. I get that. And in certain circumstances, yeah, you can make that judgment call. I wanted to go home that night, in which case you might want to rethink the job. Now, you might be wanting to turn in your uh, resignation the next day. But when it comes to the schools, all bets are off. And if you can't go in there by yourself and do the job and risk dying, take off the damn uniform, hand over the gun, the badge, the pension, all of it, and move over and let a real man take that job because you're not a real man. Okay. I, I or, all right. And, and seriously, if you can't handle it, don't do it. Part of the no, reason I, I'm 100% with you there. And, and just for the record, um, and I again, I only speak for myself, not the other three in the panel. Uh, we are 100% pro police here in my house, 100% anti a holes in, in the police forces. Uh, I back the blue. I understand that there are bad people that wear the badge, and I'm against those. What's that? Well, yeah, I mean, other than I am an a-holes and we don't like a-holes in any group. But the thing is, yeah, and, and we're talking about police, but we could just as well talk about shoe salesmen. And there's some great shoe salesmen out there. Uh, Al Bundy's only one of them. There's a-holes that sell shoes too, right? So I'm, I, the police aren't unique to this, that there are people that get into the job for the wrong reasons, just like there are tons of people who, who pin on that badge every day for the right reasons. Okay. Their job is going to be scrutinized because of what their job is. Exactly. Okay. They're held to a different standard. Yes. And that's the thing, though. A lot of them that I have heard think they're above the law. Uh, I should. OK, maybe not. I shouldn't say a lot. Enough of them. How's that? that there's a real there's a real broad term. Enough of them. I've heard talk, say right. things, think they're above the law. And it's like, no, you need to lead by example. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they understand that. And they don't think they're beholden to you or me, the citizens, the taxpayers. They think they're beholden to their police union or to their captain or their sergeant or to the commissioner or the mayor or somebody like that, right? And it's like, no, you work for me. You work for me. Well, and that's why a lot of people will tell you that the uh, the county sheriff is is the uh, the last bastion of um, of security that, that protects you know, you and me, the, the common people, because, you know, the county sheriff, number one, is the, the supreme law enforcement officer in their county. Um, and, and, you know, the, the feds can't tell the county sheriff what to do. Neither can the mayor or, or anybody else. Ultimately, the county sheriff is only beholden to the voters themselves, right? Uh, you get a bad sheriff, you replace them with a better one, right? Um, but, uh, that's why, by and large, especially, you know, in a, a state like mine that has as, as many um, rural counties as what we do, I mean, county sheriffs, it's not a political thing. It's, it's not nearly as political, I guess I should say, um, as it is in, in the, you know, like Lancaster County, Douglas County, that's Lincoln and Omaha. Um, you know, those are, are completely different uh different scenarios than they are for for the rest of us out here where you know it is a rural area the the sheriff does have um 
does have just, I, I guess, a different esteem is the word I should use, maybe compared to some of the other law enforcement officers, you know, city police or, or what have you. Um, but, uh, but, but they don't get to, you know, the sheriffs can't be bossed around by the governor, by the president, by the mayor, by anybody. They, they are a hundred percent, um, beholden just to the people that the voters themselves in that County. And that is it. They, they have no other level of superior officers. So that's kind of cool. Well, and I, I think a lot, um, and I can only go by my experience. I have several lifelong friends who are on police departments and sheriff's departments, but it's in Nebraska. I think the level of people you get for in law enforcement, the quality people, um, a lot of it depends on where you're at. If you, mm -hmm. it's it's going to be a different type of person goes in law enforcement in a smaller town where I'm from, or compared to here in Lincoln, or some or some. Some place, some people, they're they're law enforcement in places that, to be honest with you, might as well be a war zone half the time with gang activity. So I think, I think your I think your results are skewed based on where it's at. I can only speak to my personal experience. Maybe I am privileged. I'm a white guy, grew up in middle Nebraska, but like I can tell you, every time I've ever been pulled over, not every time, most of the time I deserved it. And I know that's not the case for everything, um, right? But a lot of times, if, if if every time someone gets pulled over, they automatically have a chip on, and they're not treating the officer with respect, that sort of thing. And again, I'm talking about Nebraska, so that that's that's my experience with it. But you know, if you pull over and you're just an ass to the person to the officer pulling you over every time, you're being difficult the whole time, that sort of thing. Your experience is going to be different. There's gonna be there's gonna be just like any other job, there's gonna be officers out there that some of them are like what you're talking about. They they just they think they're above the law, but I, I can't believe the majority are that way. I think no, you I... need to get out of Nebraska a little bit more often in <laughs> well, probably law enforcement in multiple states over multiple decades. I'd say two thirds were negative and at no point did I provoke well, no. The first time I had an interaction as a teenager, I did provoke the cop. I did, but the way he reacted was totally out of line for, for what I did as far as I'm concerned. However, it still doesn't matter. I did provoke a cop one time when I was, what was I, 14, 15. Other than that, it's it hasn't been that way. And I'd say two-thirds of the interaction I've had with law enforcement has been negative with them coming at me, with them, you know, just right out right off, off the get-go, just just – and, and I understand that that doesn't represent every single cop. There's a cop out there going, well, I'm not like that. Okay, great. You're the one. Great. So why don't you do this? Clean up your effing house. All right. I can't do anything about the police because I'm not in the union. I don't work in the department. I'm not on the other side of the thin blue line. You clean up your house and then come tell me we're all good cops. But until you do that, I'm just not, I'm not anti-cop, but I'm not pro-cop anymore. I, so I, I'm, and, and, and here's the thing. I do the same thing in our community, in our culture. If you listen to me on these shows, I go against the grain sometimes because I'm speaking for myself. I'm not just being in the echo chamber. I'm not being a sheep. Some of you guys say stuff sometimes and I don't think you think it through and you don't realize that you're saying something that isn't true. It's not historically accurate, not legally accurate. It's not something like that. 
or 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 some other thing and we're all on the uh, in the same group trying to do the same thing but your argument could easily be unraveled by an anti-gunner with half a brain seriously you didn't think it through and i will blast you right on air because i police our house i clean up my house so i am i am asking law enforcement in their community to do the same thing I do in my community, the 2A community, the online YouTube community. And I know so, sometimes it doesn't make me popular with people, but it's it's truthful. We can't go at them with an argument that is so flimsy and baseless that we're no better than them. So if you're a cop and you want to say, I'm a regular person like everybody else, I have a family home, I have their, that's great. But just understand, you have this job, you have this obligation, and if you can't handle it, and, and, and that sort of thing, then maybe you really need to go find another job. And I can say that from the heart because I served in the military. And I remember, I putting on this uniform means I got a target on my back. I can remember when those uh, when uh, they had the, the bombings at the disco in Berlin, I believe it was, and a bunch of service people got killed. And I'm on, I'm on liberty in Europe. And Americans stick out like a sore thumb in Europe, especially when the ships are all in port and they can see the fleets arrived, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was thinking about stuff like that. I could get attacked right now because I stick out like a sore thumb. They know I'm, I'm an American and there's nothing, nothing to protect me here. But still, that comes with the job. So it's not even just in combat or in training where you run a risk. And I accepted that risk because I took an oath. And I meant I meant it when I took that oath. I took it seriously when I took that oath. Cops take an oath too. If they don't mean it seriously, if they're just in it for the paycheck and the benefits and the pension, I, I just I got nothing for them. What do you do though when if you meet that one cop that says, "Look, I want to clean stuff up. I want things to be better in my department, but I'm bucking a union. I'm bucking entrenched upper. Um, I, I guess the." I don't know the right word, but upper management, um, you know, uh, the political appointees and and people that uh, that kiss the right political booty to get where they are uh, alongside Buck and the union in order to clean this house. And, and I can't do it. Uh, you know, I'm just one person. So what do you tell that person? They, they do the job because they want to be that one point of light in in the darkness. But that's all they're that in their department. Maybe that's all they're going to get to be is is just a single point of light. In uh, the light may never spread. So what do you tell that person then? You're one person. Defense Dad's one person. Travis P11 is one person. I'm one person. There's other people in our groups that are one person. They're in different states, in different cities, different time zones. Some of them are even in a time zone that makes sense. We all collectively are pushing back. We're fighting the unpopular fight. We're fighting for everybody's constitutional rights, even the people who hate us, even the people who say no one should have this constitutional right. Even Cheeto Man, who sits on the couch with his Mosin Nagant and eats a bag of Cheetos while we're at the rallies and we're writing letters and we're sending emails and we're doing live shows and we're taking new people to the range and we're doing all the things we do. So if you're in law enforcement, and you're trying to change law enforcement, not just in your department, but also maybe in your county, your state, across the country, then do what we do. At first you're alone, but then you find there's another person and another person, and then you network out with other people. And one way or another, you get it turned around, or at least you, you, you fight the good fight. So if we can do it with the Second Amendment, with as much pushback as we get, 
anybody can do it. Sure. And, and I, I agree to that. It's just, you know, you know that somewhere out there, somebody is that, that single person who, you know, because nobody wants to be the nail that sticks up and gets hammered back down. Everybody keeps their head down. So they, they all, and that's, think, they all think the, they're the only ones in their department. They may be several, but, but none of them want to stick their head up because, and here's the reason, uh, right, wrong, or indifferent. A lot of those people do that because they know that they can't do a lick of good if they get fired. True. But that same attitude is why they cower behind a fire truck outside the high school while kids are getting slaughtered. So, you know, once again, if you're not willing to do the job, here's the deal. If, if enough well, people said I'm not willing to do the job or I don't want to be a part of this and the, there, and people literally just part of the job. SCOTUS has ruled on that. Putting yourself in harm's way or protecting other people is not part of the job. Okay, well we then here. We all think it okay. should be. Okay, I agree. It, okay it fine. Be. If it's not part of the job, then when I mow down 20 of them trying to get into the high school to get my kid out of there because they're cowering outside, I'm going to say, well, it wasn't part of their job, but so uh, they were armed and in a way they were a threat. It was self-defense then because right. I'll go in there and, and do here, it. Here's the life. irony of that because <laughs> they – you know, in in their and w- whether or not they knew this, yeah, it was it was Castle Rock versus Gonzalez, two thousand five uh, Scotus case that ruled that the police don't have a an obligation, a legal obligation to protect citizens. Um, that was a case where a lady had a restraining order against her either ex or at least a strange, soon to be ex husband, and uh, he he kidnapped their three kids, and she couldn't get the police to do anything about it. Later on, he murdered those three kids. Um, and, and she sued the, the city and the, in the department ultimately went to SCOTUS. They said the police aren't required to protect citizens. So legal precedents out there. Now here's, what's crazy about that. That being the case, maybe that could be part of the reason why. Okay. Uh, well, I would like, would, I would like would a lawyer that if that's an individual citizen in their individual home, that's one thing. If it's my children going sure. to a government building, but, that's but a the very reason. The very reason why they wouldn't let those parents go in there was to keep them safe. You know, it's for their own good, for their own safety that they that they had to cuff some of those mothers um, because they they were frantically trying to get past them, and so they they put parents in handcuffs for their own safety, all the while uh, having the legal protection of a SCOTUS case that says they're not required to protect anybody. So, yeah, see, the, the irony is, is just... Now, look, dude, if you're going to devil's advocate, I can't give you an answer, so... I'm just... If you're going to devil's saying, advocate, I can't give you an answer. That's fine. People need to think about some of this you stuff. Don't, that's you obviously matter. don't want an answer. I want people to think. I don't... Honestly, I don't always care what the answer is, as long as they're thinking about this stuff. I want people to think about the fact that nobody has yet come out and and done a little jig because uh because the parents weren't armed and were you know the the citizens weren't able to take guns into that school the teachers weren't able to carry in that school nobody's dancing a little jig even though they have what they wanted and and i I want people to think about the fact that nobody's come out and publicly applauded the fact that the police uh you know because of of the the sentiments of police are bad and we don't want them uh, around, you know, oh, look, they didn't do anything. Well, there's people ought to be happy about that because of what they said earlier indicates that they should be happy about such a thing. As sick as that would be, clearly nobody's 
hopefully nobody's sick enough to actually come out and publicly say, well, I'm happy that the police finally, you know, didn't do their job. Um, but that's what we're, that's what I want to do tonight is, is get people to think about this and how, how ironic, how sick some of these thought lines are. Ultimately, this is where they lead. Sometimes I wonder when you do these shows, who in the heck are you trying to reach? Who is it that you know in your personal life that is just this mess? Oh, dude, I wouldn't do a show if I was trying to reach people in my personal life. I'd text them. I'm just, not just this, not just this one. It's just uh, some of the other shows too. It's like you're 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 sending a message to somebody, and I'm going, who are these people? <laughs> Probably nobody that'll ever see that. Not if they were in my personal life, I'd text them. So nobody that I know personally. It's just the sarcastic sick side effect of it is. wanting something and now wanting your cake and now eating it too and look at what comes with it. You know, that's yeah, that's kind of the don't, idea. Don't cry for years that the police aren't, you know, that we need to get rid of them. Don't cry for years that that we need to disarm the population and, and get the guns out of schools. And then when this crap happens, we all lose our mind. Oh, my gosh. How could this possibly happen? It's like hanging a shark free zone sign at the beach and then just completely losing your crap when there's a shark attack. What did you think? That that was going to do something? Yeah, no, I, I, I guess that the way the way you're going about trying to make the point is just really kind of, uh, okay. you know, what? it is OK, because uh, like six minutes ago, I should have gone back to work. So uh, I, I'm off break. <laughs> Got to go back to work anyhow. Thanks. All for right, we'll you later. Yep. <laughs> Well, here's part of what I worry about, back to them politicizing all this stuff. So so you say, how can you prevent this stuff? And our, our argument's going to be not, not only one, arm the people who should be armed to protect themselves, but when they come after, when they use this stuff to come after our right to have certain rifles or handguns or anything, we're, our side's going to fire back with either not, shall not be infringed or it's a mental issue, we need to go more with mental. And they're creating this kind of perfect storm now because they're going to use stuff like this to, okay, you say you want to go after mental health, red flag laws. Mm -hmm. So like no. every time we have something like this, they, they gets politicized and they use it to their own vein to get their own. I, I, there, I can't, there's I like nothing that we can possibly say that, that they won't either turn around and use against us or uh, just ignore the, that, that they can't use against us. They'll just ignore. That's true. Um, no, the mental health thing I've been saying for, for quite some time, and I've said it a lot here in the last couple weeks, that um, that it's no better. You know, this stuff happens, and there are two knee-jerk reactions, one from each side. Knee-jerk reaction from the left, we've got to ban these guns. This wouldn't have happened if this kid couldn't have got a gun. Knee-jerk reaction from the right. we've it's, a, it's not a gun issue. It's a mental health issue. We need to fix mental health or, or whatever is the case. This wouldn't have happened if um, if he'd been if he'd been taken care of or something. But that's not neither side's completely right. Neither side is is looking past their their own um, past their own logic at in looking for its fallacies. We can't just blanket blame mental health any more than we can blanket blame guns because mental health isn't the only issue here. People, millions of people every day in this country alone struggle with mental health challenges, whether it's bipolar disorder or depression or PTSD or what have you. 
that would never, ever, ever murder somebody. But mental health is, is still what gets brought up to the point now where if you stop 10 random people on the street that, uh, if, if well, excuse me, if you stop enough people on the street, random people, that you get to 10 gun owners. And I guarantee that if you asked them, let, it wouldn't be more than five out of those 10 would know that you can get help for mental health issues without losing your gun rights. So many people are afraid to ask for help because they're afraid they'll lose their guns because they don't understand what actually prohibits you from possessing a firearm isn't um, isn't uh, getting help or seeking psychiatric treatment. What what prohibits you is when a judge says that you're mentally defective. That's it. You can check yourself into a mental institution and not lose your gun rights. But people don't know that. They're so terrified because the right has done just as much to stigma, uh, to stigmatize people who struggle with their mental health as what the left has done to stigmatize people who don't want to give up their firearm rights. So it is, it's, it's both. Um, but neither one of them is, is the whole issue. The issue is very, very, very nuanced. Uh, again, we go back to this, this one instance. Um, but time and time again, we kind of see a pattern where these people are, are bullied. These people feel like, um, you know, they're, they're less than they should. They, you know, they, they need to do something in order to, um, become somebody become known to, to get their, their self-esteem or whatever it is. Um, what causes that people being ugly to each other, you know, well, kids, no matter how much kids, they... parents bully kids, Th this particular kid apparently had a lot of crap happen in his home life that, uh, created the perfect storm or, it's a terrible way to say that, but it created uh, this this series of of uh, like an environment that he was yeah so that it affected his thinking and he might have had some some serious challenges with mental health that he dealt with and didn't get the help that he needed yeah or and, it was and, there and he didn't get the treatment there there were so many failures on so many different so, levels so what that, ultimately that caused what yeah. caused the problems that he had with mental health people being ugly to other people. Do you know what's the one thing that you'll never, ever solve ever? I don't care how long you work at it on this planet is people being ugly to other people. Cause it's been happening since the second two people that were, excuse me, the third and fourth person that have ever been put <laughs> on this planet. Well, and time and time again, I mean, how many times have something like this happened and then they come, come to find out, well, there were warning signs, but nobody did anything about this. The, the, this mm -hmm. one was being monitored by, this ABC, you know, government group, this one had stuff, but their parents knew they're having problems or whatever. Like, and so they use every single one of these to use a proponent for more gun control. But what they don't, what they don't ever, ever come out and say is no matter how many gun control laws you have or how little control, you're never, ever going to be able to legislate the intent that's in someone's heart right here. Some of those, some people mm -hmm. just have evil in their heart and they're going to find a way to do it. Yeah. And you can't unring the bell. You could eradicate every firearm from this country. Okay, honestly, you can't. We all know that. That's not, that's never going to happen. But if it were possible to destroy every gun in America, there are tons of people out there who know how to build them that will start tomorrow making more. Whether that's legal or not, there are people, there, there will always be guns in this country. You'll never get rid of all of them. Now, I think that's a great thing. 
because getting rid of them is is definitely not going to be the answer. We see through history what happens when you get rid of the guns and the people can't have them. Um, so so that's not where that's not the answer. We all agree on that part. Um, yeah, there's tons of people that say, well, if we could just get rid of these, well, yeah, and if if your aunt just had nuts, she'd be your uncle. She doesn't. She's not. So there you go. I guess that's probably a dated saying anymore. 2022, you can't really say that because maybe your aunt does have nuts. I don't know. She used to be your uncle. (laughs) Well, even if they did succeed in banning all the gear, then it's going to be knives or it's going to be bow and arrow or it's going to be a cross. I mean, they're going to find something. Yeah, it's it's just like the red flag laws. I my (laughs) This may be nitpicky. Um, My number one issue with red flag laws is that they're called red flag laws and not gun confiscation laws. Call them what they are. Let's let's just own up to the fact that you know when when you care enough to take somebody's guns away and and leave them all the chemicals under the sink and the chainsaws and the car keys and the electrical cords and the toasters and the bathtubs and the knives and what have you the bowling trophies, um, you know you you only take firearms out of the home. Somebody that that you've gone before a judge and said this person's a danger to themselves or others, and yet really all we're interested in is getting the guns out of their hands. Okay. Then just call it a gun confiscation scheme because that's what it is. But no, they won't do that because that's not good for optics. It's like a couple years ago in, in Lincoln, when uh, uh, McAllister introduced a, a suicide prevention bill that would ban automatic shotguns and, and long guns from being sold to people under 21. And it would, it, would ban a whole bunch of stuff and uh somehow attached in there that uh chp classes had to include a section on mental health and that's what made it a suicide prevention bill well no it you're you're just looking at uh taking away people's rights um i testified against that bill and during my testimony i looked across the room at senator mcallister who had uh, introduced the bill and said, I honestly resent the fact that I'm here testifying against a bill that's named suicide prevention. But you are being disingenuous with what this bill is about by calling it that. And I looked him in the eye when I told him that. So I was reading a, an article that was basically praising Australia for their gun control and what it did to reduce suicides in their country by gun yeah. And then I looked into the statistics a little bit further, and it turns out that the five-year span after they had banned whatever they had banned or made it difficult to get guns, handgun ban, I don't think it's handgun ban, but whatever they had banned, that their their suicide by hanging had actually gone up. They had 1,500 that had happened over five years, whereas before they had 500 suicide uh, by gun well, reported. You know, it's like... Yeah. Their their homicide by gun rate had steadily been going down even prior to their ban. And so then they claim, well, yeah, the, the homicides by gun went, went down during this time. Well, they were already going down. So correlation does not make for causation always. Yeah. I uh, saw another interesting statistic in the U.S. You know, we're talking about knives and stuff. You're actually four times more likely to get killed by a knife in the U.S. than you are a rifle. Oh, yeah. Just- Get that out there so people know. Yeah, and as G-Webs has yeah. pointed out in the past, um, school children are still more likely to be struck by lightning than shot in school. But yet everybody's losing their minds about this because this is something that's not, I guess, a, a, a natural phenomenon, I guess. I don't know. 
I, and I don't want to downplay it for those of you know anybody out there who's listening or watching who's lost somebody to a, a senseless act of violence, whether it's with a firearm or otherwise. I, I don't want to downplay how horrible that must be. Uh, I don't. But the fact is that this crap keeps happening. We keep making it easier for the criminals to do this. We keep making it harder for the good people to defend themselves. And then we wring our hands when it happens again. Yeah. It's like time and time again, like these happen. It's always in these gun-free zones. And it's, it's, they can't figure that out. Like, I'm sorry, the most unsafe place I can think to be for the most part on a day-to-day basis is a gun-free zone. Yeah. Yeah, I just I hate going into gun-free zones. We had an oncologist appointment for Sand Hill Sweetheart earlier today. I hate having to disarm to go in there. Excuse me. I mean, is it likely that that's a place where somebody's going to get shot up? Well, probably not as likely as other parts of the hospital, but... Gunman just took a gun to the hospital a couple days ago and went after yeah. a doctor for pain medication yeah. or something, you know, and killed yeah. a couple people in the hospital, you know, and, you know. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, could could it happen? It sure could. You know, we could see some sort of a uh, of a situation where somebody's upset because the oncologist told them that um, either their cancer is terminal or their spouse's cancer is terminal. They're, you know, the take a gun in there and hold somebody at gunpoint until they fix this even though there's, you know, nothing can be done medically. Um, I, I, having sat there and had the doctor tell my spouse that she has cancer. Yeah. It, it, I could see where that could be something that would push someone over the edge. Who's, who's already close to the edge. Um, that's a, that's a feeling that, that I don't wish on anybody. I can't even imagine what it's like being the patient. It's bad enough being the the spouse, um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, we've kind of got away from. I hope you're satisfied, but that's how these go tonight, or most <laughs> every night. Um, there have been some comments that I I've seen and I haven't put them up on the screen. Uh, let's see here. Um, Vanessa Kitty had said. Yes, the department went through school shooter training at least two times. Our 20-person SWAT team posted on Facebook showing off. The commander, who's now a council person, now had even more training. Um, G23 said they just gotten back from active shooter training. They were told it was a barricade situation. That's another point that I brought up on a Facebook post I made today. Um, that, that shooter had, what was it, roughly 75 minutes uh, where he was barricaded in there. Now we all assume that he shot everybody in that room right away, you know, and, and dispensed with them in, in possibly a matter of seconds, definitely just a matter of minutes, but in 75 minutes time, a deranged person can grab art supplies from that classroom and murder 19 children. Did that happen? No, we know that's not what happened, but in 75 minutes time, any number of unspeakable things could have been done to, to the people in that room. You know, you, you want to harp on the fact that he used a gun to kill him, but he had plenty of time to have used any other method. You know, he, he just didn't, but he could have in that amount of time before they went in after him. So I don't know. I, I don't, I, I guess I don't see where this is 
how would that have been any better if if he had gone in there and you know mixed ammonia and bleach and made chloramine and and just let them all asphyxiate in there how how would that have been better we wouldn't have been take you know trying to take away windex but those kids would still have been tragically murdered their their lives would still have been snuffed out he would still be responsible for it no matter what method he had used so I don't know. It's just, yeah, I know we, on the pro gun side, we do, we get upset when people want to politicize it. But the fact of the matter is that if we don't take up arms, uh, proverbially speaking and bolster a little bit, then, you know, we, we hate it when, when the other side politicizes this, but they kind of force us into it too, because if we don't, then we're already behind the eight ball because they're the ones that get to control the narrative and we were always forced to react instead of act, right? But if we're the ones that act, then we're the a-holes for politicizing it. So they've got us over a barrel either way. They've already proven that they don't mind being the a-holes because they can they can couch it in, uh, you know, that that they're doing the the righteous thing for the kids, just like Nancy, you know, gonna run again for the for the children, for the children as she's sipping on her. Under Martini, Nancy Pelosi. So, uh, just it it irks me. It makes me angry. But honestly, I don't I don't see this getting better if more people don't get pissed off. That's what we need. Uh, if if what I've said tonight doesn't piss you off just a little bit for thinking of it, then I don't know what else is going to get you to act. Uh, we don't want to lose the rights that we have <clears throat> to own firearms. We don't want to see innocent kids get slaughtered either. We've tried this their way. It's not working. So rather than throw more laws onto the pile, and all that's going to do is create more criminals, because you ban things that I own, and then I either have to make myself less safe or I have to become a criminal, those are the choices with the stroke of a pen overnight. Now I may be a felon. Uh, they're talking about no grandfathering on their, their high, high capacity of you know, standard capacity mag band that uh, um, is getting kicked around in, in the house and in the Senate right now. Um, and so if that were to pass anybody who owns a magazine that that's over 10 rounds, your choices are destroy it or be a felon. That's it. The only two choices you have. Well, I'm not telling you how many mags I own that, that are more than 10 rounds, but I can sure tell you this. I've got fewer than 10 that aren't in my house, you know, that, that are that are 10 rounds or less. And so that being the case, um, they're not going to pay me for this stuff that I've paid for. All of a sudden, they're just going to turn me into a criminal just because I own something that I've never misused that makes me mad all because somebody did something wrong I didn't do it wrong. This other kid did something wrong. He's the one that committed the crimes, but he's dead. We can't hold him accountable for it. So I guess they, they want to take it out of all of our hides instead. And then when more people die because they can't defend themselves, I don't know what the next uh, step's going to be, but we know it's not going to be back towards the right direction. So I'm just saying, We've already tried it their way. Their way isn't working. 
what do we have to lose? We've got bullets flying through the air now. We've got babies dying now. So what do we have to lose if, if we just free this up and let people police themselves since the police obviously aren't going to do their job all the time? And even when they will do their job, they're not always close enough to do it right away. You know, those of you that know police officers, or if you are one, uh, how many times do the police actually get to the scene in time to prevent a violent crime? You know, yeah, you can end an active shooter, but not before they've already taken lives. So, uh, let's see, there were some other... Some other comments. Oh, yeah, Sandhill Sweetheart. Their motto say to serve and protect. Not in our town. I just looked at the cop car earlier today. Um, it doesn't say anything about protect. It says service. I don't remember what it says now. I couldn't get my camera up and take a picture of it. Service to the community or something like yeah, that. You know, three yeah. things written on the rocker panel of the vehicle, but but protect isn't one of them. Because um, I I intentionally was looking for it, and it's not there. Um, well, I'll yeah. go back to. I'm sorry, go ahead. He said the same thing. Um, most all police departments up where where she is have removed the protect part. Yeah, I'll go back to something that Squib said. Even he's not here anymore. Like he's, you know, if if someone signs up for that job and they're not willing to do their job, they should get out of there. That's true, but I wonder how many people get put in a situation where they don't. They can have all the training in the world they want to do, but until they're physically put in that situation they don't know they're just like all of us say we as gun owners we'd say we would protect everybody but most of us have never been in the situation where we actually have to be to pull the trigger and there may be some people out that just can't do it i would hope those those ones are in the law enforcement decide they can't do it go find something else to do but we're talking in broad terms about a, a group of people that until they're physically put in that situation, nobody knows what they're really going to do. Right. Yeah. And it's the, you got to remember at the end of the day, um, yeah, Agrizer kind of said the same thing of officer safety is their main concern. They need to get the frack out. Yeah. Well, and, uh, and whether it's military or law enforcement, like you can have all the training in the world, but until you're, until you're staring down the barrel, we're good at someone else and you have to pull that trigger. Yeah. You don't hundred percent know what you're going to do, but yeah, if you have the, if you have a way to get, to, if you, you can't do it, you need to get out and let people who are capable of it do it. Well, in military's case, I mean, you can't just up and quit the next day. But No, you can't. But th- that's just it, though. Um, yeah, we talk about that. We've talked about that on the show before is you know having that mindset. Uh, can you take somebody's life if, if need be to defend your own or, or, or somebody else's? Uh, those of us that carry regularly, we all think we can. Lord willing, we'll never find out, but you're right. I mean, we don't know until we're put in that situation. Will we freeze? Will we be able to go back and fall back on our training? Do we have enough training to fall back on that uh, our our body goes on autopilot and the the muscles kick in, um, you know, that response is, is tuned enough that it kicks in for us and we don't have to think about it. Um, you know, being a, a, a fairly new instructor, I mean, the 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 lack of training that even i have um you know i mean there's so many things that that i want to that i want to do training on and it's not all physical stuff a lot of it's intellectual too um 
but uh, you know, just getting out there and practicing that draw stroke with an unloaded firearm in your, you know, in your home. I mean, uh, going out to the range and, and finding a range where you can draw from concealment. You know, not every range will let you do that. Uh, but but just to draw and fire, um, you know, and and just build that muscle memory is so important. Um, you know, and it, it's been a while since I was around people that have never never spent time shooting handguns now that i'm teaching beginners um you know it's 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 not completely shocking it is eye-opening though to see how many times i have to show somebody um the right way to to get the two-handed grip on the handgun you know because it's it's not what they do they don't have that ingrained muscle memory that some of us have from decades of shooting shooting handguns you know um and so you have to you have to stop them every time they every time they reload their magazine and and pick their their pistol back up you know you have to stop them and show them you know how to how to get that that shooting hand thumb out of the way to get the support hand in there so that you can get the thumbs back on the alongside the the, the pistol yeah. there you know all that basic fundamental stuff we were all beginners once some of us it's been so long we kind of forgot what it's like to be a beginner so it's been great for me to be able to have these classes and show folks how to do this. Number one, because I have to know what, what to, what I'm doing when I show them. Number two, it's just, a, it's a reminder for me that, um, that, you know, the, the training that, that these people are getting from me and, and will hopefully continue in their journey um, with, you know, their, their <laughs> self-led training and, and instructor-led training um, you know, it just kind of reinforces how important it is that, that I don't let mine slack off either. I need to stay, I need to stay vigilant. I need to work on my draw. I need to work on my grip. I need to work on my stance, um, so that I don't get sloppy either, especially now that I have to lead by example sometimes. And the people that say, well, no matter what, I would be able to follow through. Think about this. How many times in high school or college or when you were a kid did you have friends or people that ran off the mouth? Well, so-and-so says something to me. I'm going to put them down, right? Yeah. And then you proceed to watch them take a beating because they got hit with the first punch and they were they didn't know what to do and they started crying. And yeah. There they be just got beat and they were the one that were running their mouth. So, yeah, it's... Well, and it's funny too because we all we all know that that person, or we are that person who likes to talk big, especially sitting around having a drink or whatnot, you know, about how tough we are and and how if, yeah, if I if I got into it, there'd be two hits, you know, I'd hit him and he'd hit the floor, and that'd be it. Um, you know, look, looking around at this panel and and a lot of people that I know, I mean, the three of us aren't exactly in the uh, the top physical condition. Um, and so you guys are, are a little better off than, than what I am. But the thing is, watch a UFC fight. Go to a bar some night. Every Saturday night, there's UFC fighting on some one of the TVs in the bar. Just watch those guys. They start off round one. 30 seconds into it, these dudes are, well, I should say this, 30 seconds into when they actually close the, the gap and, and they, they grapple or whatever it is, these guys are gassed. These guys are out of breath. They're sucking wind. It's all they can do just to hold each other in one spot so that they can try and get an opening into the, to throw a strike or two. Um, and they're in amazing physical condition. These guys spend their lives training for these fights. And, uh, you know, they can run literal circles around the three of us. 
Uh, what makes me think I could last 30 seconds in a, a fight for my life, a physical, you know, rolling in the mud for my life against anybody? You know, that's why I carry a firearm because it's it's the equalizer, right? I mean, but if it comes down to a knock, you know, knockdown drag out, yeah, the firearm has got no place in it. Uh, I'm going to get my butt handed to me in a physical altercation by just about anybody. Uh, that's something that I just, I know about me, but you're right. There's tons of people that, that don't understand physical altercations and, and what happens, um, and what it puts into them or what it takes out of them. Well, I wasn't so much getting that. I'm talking about the people that run their mouth and say, there's no way I wouldn't pull the trigger. There's no way I wouldn't do this. Oh yeah. But some of those same people took, took, Sorry, but they took ass beatings because they ran their mouth and the push came to shove and their mouth didn't back up what their actions did. Or their actions didn't back up their mouth, basically. No, you're right. You're so, right. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Um, Patriot's got a comment, and he did correct a typo here uh, later on. But how about holding cops accountable? If something goes down and they do nothing, they get charged with the same crime. Well, we can't there's legal precedent that says they can't be charged for a crime, even if they do nothing. Um, again, Patriot, you might not have been in here when I mentioned it, but Castle Rock versus Gonzalez, 2005, look that one up. It was a SCOTUS case. That's, that's where they ruled. And then they ruled again. I don't remember if it was, it wasn't Supreme court, but uh, there was a court ruling again after Marjorie Stoneman Douglas shooting that uh, the police were not legally bound to run into that building. So if they're if that would come again after Texas, then they'll find the same thing. Those cops weren't legally bound to run in there. So uh, Nebraska Gun Freaks out there. That's a new name. I haven't seen Nebraska Gun Freak. Uh, just saying what's up, guys. So welcome. Oh, Glad to have you along. He's been around. I think he's mainly on Travis's show. Okay. Well, yeah. welcome to this one. Glad to have you. Heck yeah. AR Guns 1776. Cool. I don't think I've seen that name before either. So um agorizer had said we were, we were talking about you're more likely to be struck by lightning than shot in school yeah you're right agorizer if all 19 were struck and killed by lightning at once it would be a big deal that's true um but yeah i mean that's uh that's still it's just we can we can make things into mountains or we can treat them like molehills but ultimately um we still need to protect these kids better than what we're doing it that's that's the bottom line. We can argue all day or all night about how to do it. These kids aren't being protected in the manner which they deserve. Um, definitely not the way that we protect sports figures or politicians or uh, financial investments or priceless art. Um, you know, we'll guard those things with people with guns, but our future, the next generation no, we, we don't care about them. We've got people that are literally fighting to be able to murder them before they're born. So, again, another night's discussion, but some of the same people that are wringing their hands and clutching their pearls at the kids who have been born getting murdered have no problem uh, fighting for the, the quote-unquote right to be able to murder them, you know, after they're conceived but before they're born. So, yeah. anyway, they don't see the, they don't see what's so wrong. Okay, we're going to wrap things up, and uh, we're going to call it a night. So real quick here, do we have the list? Mm -hmm. All righty. 
So, out there on the Facebook side, looks like looks like we only had Kevin on the Facebook side. On the YouTube side, out there we had Gun Websites, Kingpin, Defense Dad, Gizzard Gary, G23, Jeff Moeller, DJ Play Nice, Scott79, Vanessa Kitty, Blitz, Agorizer, Mike, Patriot in the Dark, AR Gun1776, Nebraska Gun Freak, and I see Opie Radio is in the house as well. You can be on the lawn for a little bit. We're about to wrap things up, Opie, so uh, so welcome. Hope Andy and Barney are doing well. Um, you young kids out there, that that don't even worry about that one. So, um, let's see. Patriot says, okay, let a real sheriff that makes officers sign contract. If they do nothing, they lose their pension and get fired. Uh, a, a sheriff making that policy for deputies, yeah, that would be cool. Um, it would be even better if that sheriff just didn't hire deputies that weren't willing to um, to run towards gunfire instead of away from it. So, uh, But again, that all comes down to you voters. Uh, vote in a sheriff who's going to uh, surround himself or herself with good deputies. Um, you have control over that, even if you can't control who the mayor appoints as police chief or, or what have you. So, um, or who the governor appoints as head of your state police department. So, all right, let's wrap things up and uh, we'll give you guys a chance to have any closing thoughts before we do that. Let me put this back up on the screen. We are again brought to you on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter tonight from uh, Sandhills Defense LLC. And uh, that's me. I am the uh, the instructor for Sandhills Defense. That's our new uh, firearms instructor company here. Uh, my passion is in advocating for the Second Amendment and preserving our right to keep and bear arms. I feel compelled to bring as many new shooters into the fold as I can and equip them with the knowledge, with the skills, and with the confidence needed to feel empowered to be their own first responder. So that's why... Uh, that has become kind of our slogan, be your own first responder. Um, because we all know that even the police that are good at their jobs and do have their hearts and their heads in the right place, they can't be everywhere. And they, they can't normally, they can't get to you before um, a, a crime is committed. So uh, as great as they are, the, they're not omnipresent and they're not omniscient. Uh, and they're not omnipotent, so they need to uh, they need to have some help now and then, and that's where it comes down to you. You don't expect the fire department to uh, get to your house two seconds after the the house catches on fire. You have a fire extinguisher. You can't expect the police to get to you two seconds after you're attacked. That's why you should have an attack extinguisher. We call those firearms. The means somehow you should have some sort of extinguisher before an attack. That's all I have to say. Do, do we have wild bison? No. No, we don't have... Yeah, man, there's one sitting right above me. Whoa! What? <laughs> Defense wild bison dad. That's right. <laughs> no, he's just game. hairy like a buffalo. He's just got that beard going on. That's all. It's just... <laughs> All right. So, uh, so, Travis, go ahead and we'll let you wrap things up. Closing thoughts and... Uh, where can people find what what you do online? Yeah, um, I, it was a good discussion tonight. And again, it's always good to kind of take a look at, you know, uh, be careful what you ask for because you might just get it kind of idea, you know. 
a lot of good discussion, a lot of different topics. And I think, I think everything was relevant tonight. I think it was good that we had this talk. Uh, otherwise, you can find me on my YouTube channel, TravisP11, which is the same channel name pretty much all across the board. Gun Streamer, YouTube, uh, let's see, GunTube.org, uh, Odyssey, all those fun places. So otherwise, we'll have Caliber Corner Saturday morning at 8 a.m. And we'll do a Thunder on the Prairie 2022 recap. So I do appreciate the, uh, the invite. So thank you again, sir. All right. And people yep. can find the video for the, the recap that you made out there on the channel right now. Yep. Yep. I did that. I posted a little summary video. Just it's what I could film with the time that I had because I was all over the place. Just like Shane, we were doing a lot of different things. And, and I did get to film some standalone videos that will be released over the next couple weeks um, just so people can see what some of those activities were. And they might show up on other channels, too. But that's OK, because we were all filming and having a great time. So it was a lot of fun. Heck yeah. Heck yep. Yeah. Unfortunately, we've already established that we're going to miss it again next year because we already have a, a dance book that we have to DJ that weekend. So we're going to miss it, which sucks because it would have been cool to get there. So, uh, all right, Travis, thank you for joining no and yep. uh, hanging out and, and throwing yep. your uh, opinions in there. And uh, Defense Dad, we will, oops, wrong comment there. How about this one? Um, put your comment up on the screen, but any closing thoughts? And you can voice this one if you want to. Uh, I mean, it was a good show, but yeah, so what I was going to say, like the, the people that call for the defund police, they, they specifically were saying you need to stop hiring these ex-military people, the people that want, that think it's a war zone or anything, but those are the people that are being willing to charge people like the kid at Uvalde or whatever. They're going to run towards the fire. If you hire all these people that are have master's degrees in psychology and everything, but are going to freeze up. I mean, yeah. you get what you pay for. But other than that, I think it was a good show. Um, if you want to look at my stuff, uh, just, just defense dad on YouTube. I didn't get as much filming done as Travis did because uh, I had my daughter there most of the day, and I was concentrating on helping her shoot. But I'll have – I have enough footage for a couple of videos. Cool. All right. So, yeah, check these guys' channels out. And, uh, and Squib was here for a little while, too, while he was on break. And uh, – giving us his lovable but irascible um isn't that what budget always says lovable yet irascible take on things as well so uh um yeah the fact that he doesn't sugarcoat stuff that's why we invite him in here sometimes and, and that's kind of cool too so um all right so uh so on behalf of squib and travis and defense dad and of course sandhill sweetheart who is just off screen here she doesn't like to be on the camera but she's here uh, making sure that I don't screw stuff up too bad or, or go too late. Uh, thank you all for being here. We'll catch you next week. Not exactly sure what we're going to talk about, but uh, uh, find something cool to, to bring up as well. And, and again, uh, there may or may not be a, a, an answer or there may not be a single definitive right answer to some of the questions that I ask. That doesn't necessarily mean I'm being devil's advocate. It just means that I'm trying to get you to think. Um, if that's being devil's advocate, then okay. Uh, that's what I, that's what I'm being. Um, but, uh, if it makes you think, um, and it gets you fired up and, and it fires you up enough to act, then cool. So be it. That's, uh, that's what I want. That's ultimately what I want to get to is, um, I, I want you to, to see some of this crap that's going on and decide that, uh, you can't take it anymore and you want to be part of the solution and, and no longer, part of the problem and, and sitting idly by and doing nothing is actually part of the problem. We've got way too many people doing that now. 
Um, and, and that needs to stop as well. So there's lots of things you can do. They don't have to be great big things. Um, you can, you can do small things in a small puddle and make big waves. So thank you. God bless you. We'll catch you all next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Hopefully everything works out right next Thursday, eight o'clock central time. The only time zone that matters. And anybody who says otherwise lives in a different one. Um, <laughs> all right. One, you know what? It won't be next week, but one of these weeks we need to have like a dating game. Single ladies, we need to have a couple eligible bachelorettes come in here and we could have like some sort of a dating game thing going on. Um, I don't know how this is going to work. If we could make it work, I think it would be epic. Um, OnlyGunOwners.com. Is that where I'm supposed to be looking? Is that <laughs> yeah? Only OnlyTwoA.com. Is that <laughs> you, you don't have to be lonely at OnlyTwoA.com. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> Something. That's right. All right. That's right. Only uh, that, that that could end very very badly too. Um, <sighs> you know, look. Here's the thing. These guys are both looking for eligible young ladies who you know don't have a lot of debt um you know have a, an extensive <laughs> gun collection and a stockpile of ammo uh, i got that covered please I got that send covered. a picture of the the firearms and the ammo um <laughs> you know they they don't really care what you look like as long as you can shoot and you're willing to share your nine millimeter with them that's the biggest thing ladies so the the key to a man's heart uh, is either through his stomach or through uh his pistol magazine those are the two two oh, best God. ways to get in good <laughs> And so I don't know. I'm just, I'm just throwing crap out at this point. That's all right. uh, it's it's single fun. ladies. If you want to be on the dating game, we'll, we'll try to put something together. I am serious about that. That would be amazingly cool to do. Uh, see if we get any takers, email me N E Sandhills media at gmail.com uh, or just drop a comment in here uh, on the YouTube or on the Facebook uh, or the Twitter. And we will, uh, we'll hopefully see that. And, and, We'll, we'll see if we can make magic you can do audience polls the whole night have polls popping up like who's got the better answer travis or shane or that's you know. what yeah, so yeah. <laughs> let the audience decide the fate you know yeah yeah something we'll figure it out oh man so. <laughs> all yeah, right I mean, uh on that note we're gonna get out of here uh we love you guys god bless you all get off my lawn <laughs> <laughs>